0: Living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom.
3: The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network.
4: Good morning. welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lambmp Stand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I know that through the program I will forget to give out podcast uh, the way you can get to the podcast section and contact information. I'm going to begin with that right at the beginning here. Uh, the podcast for the programs, are on 1360khnc.com. 1360khnc.com. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, Post Office Box 872 Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I'm going to begin with... uh, John chapter 3, and I will have a guest in a few minutes, a friend of almost 50 years. We've almost been in ministry together for 50 years. His name is Doug Krieger. He should be calling in at any time. And I felt uh, to begin with John, the Gospel of John chapter 3, to kind of set the foundation for today's program. There was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, a leader, an authority among the Jews, who came to Jesus at night. And this was implying that anyone who comes to Jesus without being born again is actually coming to Jesus at night, spiritually still in the dark who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know and are certain that you have come from God. Nicodemus uh, addresses him as rabbi. There's no record that he was ever part of the system of Judaism. But Nicodemus understood his spiritual position. We know you are, and we know, and are certain, that you have come from God. Nicodemus stated that Christ had come from God, not from man. As a teacher, for no one can do these signs, these wonders, these miracles, and produce the proofs that you do unless God was with him jesus answered him i assure you most solemnly i tell you that unless a person is born again anew from above he cannot ever see know or be acquainted with or experience the kingdom of god nicodemus said to him how can a man be born when he is old Can he re-enter, enter his mother's womb again and be born? Jesus answered, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, unless a man is born of water and even the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. The water meaning washed and the spirit to give life to his human spirit. He cannot ever enter the kingdom of God what is born of the flesh is flesh the physical life and what is born of the spirit is spirit the life of God marvel not don't be surprised or astonished at my telling you you must be born anew from above the wind blows it breathes where it will and though you hear it sound you don't you don't know where it comes from you don't know where it is going so is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God and the uh, spirit we cannot comprehend or we cannot control the spirit but Though we don't control, and maybe can't comprehend, we can feel its effect. For all who are born again, you can feel the effect of the Spirit on your lives. Nicodemus Nicodemus answered by asking, How can all this be possible? Jesus replied, You are a teacher of Israel and yet do not know or understand these things are they strange to you I assure you most solemnly I tell you we speak only of what we know we know absolutely what we are talking about we have actually seen what we are testifying to and we were eyewitnesses of it and still you do not receive our testimony you refuse our evidence that of myself and of those who are born of the Spirit. If I have told you of things that happen right here on earth, and yet none of you believe me, how can you believe or trust, adhere to me, or rely on me, if I tell you heavenly things? And yet no one has ever gone up to heaven, but there is one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man and most and just as moses lifted up the serpent in the desert on a pole so must as it is necessary that the son of man be lifted up on the cross in order that everyone who believes in him who cleaves to him trusts him relies on him may not perish but have eternal and act, have eternal life and actually live forever it doesn't mean you have eternal life in the physical body that you live in no this body will die it is temporal but eternal life meaning in eternity with God because the Holy Spirit has indwelt you and your soul is eternally captured and protected in God for all of eternity great so for God so greatly loved and prize the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him trusts in him clings to him shall not perish will never come to destruction but will have eternal life everlasting eternal life so I open with this and uh, my guests will be calling in shortly In the meantime, I felt to begin with these verses because daily we don't know what God has planned for us in each day. The night before, the week before, we plan, we schedule, get out our appointment book, we set our direction. But when the wind... The Holy Spirit, who we cannot control, when He decides to adjust something in our day in the direction that we're going, we have no say in the matter. We don't have uh, we don't have a say in the matter. We may have a say in the matter on in some cases, but let's say that you're in an accident. Uh, not a bad accident. Well, it says that God causes all things to work together for good. Now it's up to you to begin to pray. Okay, Lord, why, why this accident? And He will, He will reveal to you the change. I remember re- hearing a story of a gentleman in Oklahoma. He had an appointment, he was late, running down the interstate. There was a car in front of him. He kept trying to get around that car. Every time he'd begin to pass, get in the left lane to go around, the guy would speed up. So he'd have to pull back in the right lane behind that car. And this happened for miles. Finally, he came to his exit, and he's getting ready to, to take that exit, and this guy is still in front of him and as they begin to merge on the other interstate a guy comes out of nowhere hits the car in front of this brother Christian and in the wreck both drivers die the guy that slammed into the back of the guy, the, the the driver that slammed into the car in front of this Christian they found a note he had decided to commit suicide and he chose to take somebody with him if this car had not been in front of this Christian this individual he would have been the victim God causes all things to work together for good they found the note and for some odd reason This car was put in front of this individual because if he would have passed this guy, he would have been the victim. We don't get to choose what happens in our day. We don't get to choose everything. We get to make plans, but then if God decides to intervene, we can't control his plan for us. Every day, Well, we can't control the time in which we live in. We didn't have a say in the matter. We didn't choose when to be born. We didn't choose where we would be born. Many, I'm speaking to mostly uh, an audience that was born in this country. You didn't get to choose whether you were male or female. What city or what state? or where you would be born you don't get to choose in a sense where you're going to die God has already predetermined your fate but God causes all things to work together for good to those that love him to those that are called according to his purpose I say and have been saying for years that we believers alive in this country and in the world presently we are closing out the age we are ending a period of time called a dispensation we're going to conclude and witness everything that Christ said would happen in the time that we live that the prophets have stated we're concluding we're ending finishing shutting down this period of time the Apostles that were with Christ they began something 2,000 years ago they don't get to shut it down they told us what would happen in the time in which we live and now we are here to as I had told my wife yesterday in this country there are there is so much talk about moves of God a move of God here a move of God there and there are these times when God has a purpose in a an area of the country or with an age group not just in this country internationally and it is a move it is a plan there is a there's an objective that God has in an area with people with nations but there is so much talk of the move of God in the country a move of God here a move of God there I will tell you God is going to sweep. His Spirit is going to sweep this country one more time. That is a move. It will be a sweep like the wind coming across the country of the Holy Spirit. And God is not going to allow ambitious individuals to control it. He's not going to allow it. And the purpose of this sweep or this move of wind across the country is not to build these great groups of assemblies, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand to fill stadiums. That's not what this is, this move that is coming is. The sweeping of the Holy Spirit across this country is to bring the harvest to Christ to bring the people of this nation to a Messiah who will save them from their the hardships in time and eternally his desire is they will be eternally with him this is the move that everybody talks about the great outpouring the latter day rain the whatever you want to call it and this move will be most the the ones who will be effective the ones who will be used most mightily by the lord who have will have the spirit upon them is not those who are fervent in a religious cause to be part of something to to uh Be, be, oh, I'm trying to think of how I would phrase it. It's not about building something. It is about being under the hand of the Holy Spirit to go where God would ask you to go, just like it says in John chapter 3. No one can control, no one, but, but. Many Christians try to control the move of the Holy Spirit. They want the Holy Spirit to go the direction they want the Holy Spirit to go with their concept, with whatever their religious mind may, you know, what they may like. But no. Those who are righteous, these are the qualities of, of the people that God is going to, His Spirit will be upon. They will be righteous. They will be holy. There will be no guile. They will not have a motive. The motive will not to bring people into their move, under their control. They'll have no desire to build a big, a big, uh, Men, men like to build big things. They like to have big ministries. They like to have big assemblies. No, this coming move is going to be on the, out in the field where the, the, the people are out on the highways and the byways. The Spirit, His objective is not to build anything his objective is to bring people to himself into his kingdom. These people won't have a long time to get to know the Lord, but they will because the Holy Spirit will be with them once they meet the Lord, once they're saved and born again, they will intuitively intuitively the Holy Spirit can lead them and direct them. The proof would be when I was born again I didn't have a church assembly I didn't have people around me that were Christians that could help shepherd me I had none of that for two years almost two and a half years I initially didn't even have a Bible but I knew I was born again I knew God was real and I knew for some reason instinctively that everything that was happening in my life God was in it, involved. He was part of it. And I couldn't figure out, you know, I didn't know the Bible again, but I couldn't comprehend what he was doing. And uh, it didn't matter because I knew God was with me. I knew he was directing me into my future. I I even at that time being in, involved in the things of the world I uh just knew I couldn't comprehend I didn't understand but I could experience his effect like it said in John chapter 3 verse 8 I could experience the effect the effect of the holy spirit and today in America the religions of this, of this, in the evangelical churches and Pentecostal churches, charismatic churches, the we are a big, a big uh, move, you might say, with no experience. People are religious, but no experience. This is what the Apostle Paul said would happen: they would deny the power of God. Because of the lack and the experience of the Holy Spirit, you cannot tell when you're being deceived. You cannot see if you are in hypocritical religion or true religion. You have no way to have a gauge than to, with the sense that the Holy Spirit gives you, then we have the Word of God. The Word of God is our gauge. If we do things that the scripture says do not do, like, for example, uh, being involved in adultery, and you're a Christian and you're thinking, well, you know, is this good or bad? And if your conscience is dead, you won't have an idea as to whether it is good or bad. But the Bible says that adultery with a commandment we are not to commit adul- adultery the word gives us a direction these are the teachings through the prophets through Moses through Christ through the Apostles these teachings give us boundaries and we know the boundaries and when our conscience isn't working the boundaries of scripture what the law of the lord has stated will work thou shalt not kill thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not steal you can't throw these laws out you can't throw these commandments out they're in the con- they're in the conscience and once you're born again the conscience is revived made alive they become even more real we don't get to choose what happens to us in life but we do get to make the decisions to be holy pleasing to God no we're not going to be holy like God but we need to be we we through the blood of Jesus Christ we have acceptance to fellowship with him because We have his blood when we fail, when we sin, but we are to be holy. We are to be as the scripture says, we are not to be evil. We are to be holy. We are trying to keep ourselves clean, clean from the sins of our flesh, free from the sins of the culture. We're to be holy. We're to separate ourselves from things that are offensive to God. We are to be righteous. No, we're not going to be righteous as righteous as God is. But with man, we can be righteous in our conduct in the world with our fellow man. We can be right. We can be just. We can be uh, an example that the Scripture says we are to be. We are to be an example. And we're going to... um, I'm still waiting for uh, for the friend to call in. He'll call in when he, at some point. I just have to wait, and uh, we'll figure out when he comes on. Yeah, and when he comes on, I'm looking at the clock. Okay, wait a second here. I think he might have just called in and dropped off. Something's happening. We're going to see what's going on here. But again, the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree section, and the uh, contact my contact information contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, PO Box 872. Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I I can see that he's trying to call in. I don't know why he's not connecting, but he'll keep trying. Yep, he's trying. Something happening here. Hmm. <clears throat> and uh, the friend that's calling in has been... We've been friends... It'll be 50 years in 2024. We've known each other for that period of time. 50 years. And I can see that he is trying to call in. But until we can make that connection, I, I want to let him introduce himself, give his testimony, And um, so I don't want to really say too much before he's actually on the line. But we've been throughout the 50 years, there are periods of time where we would would be in contact, we would maybe even work together, and then there would be a period of time when he lives in California, where he would... uh, He's in California. He's all over. He's in Denver. He's in California. And we work together, and we just really have stayed in touch, but we've never been able to actually be in the same proximity to work together. So I see him. He's trying to call, but this is just not connecting. I don't know why... I'm going to have to send him a text. So hang on with hold on with me. I'm not good at this. But I will. Let's see here. I'm going to just tell him. Keep trying. Hey, this is this is as real as it gets. Isn't it? You can't get any more real than this. This is this is live talk radio. And okay, I'm giving him the number again. I'm gonna to have to give him a different number, that one's not working. So let me give him a number. Thank you for bearing with me, everyone. I appreciate it I knew he was probably having trouble he's in California I don't know what's wrong with our our line here it never gives us trouble until something like this happens thank you for being patient still Alright, let's see what happens. It's weird. Well, I tell you, you know something? We do have an enemy. And isn't this something? I can't even close out a screen. Huh. Okay, he should be calling in in just a second. But in the meantime, we are going to close down this age. And as the age comes to an end, Christ in Matthew 24 stated that The world will be an upheaval. It will be hard times like the world has never seen. So hard, so difficult that if Christ didn't return, no flesh would be saved. No flesh. We're in that time. There would be time of wars. plagues, pestilence, hardships like the world has never seen. I apologize, I am very distracted trying to get him set up here and for our system this is really strange that huh well, I think we just cover our time with the blood of Jesus Christ. We cover this three hours with the blood of Jesus Christ. We just bind and break the power of all demonic, satanic interference in the name of Jesus Christ. Many of you may not understand how to stay the attacks of the devil, of the devil, but this time is covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, I do pray and ask that Doug can make this connection. And um, amen. In the meantime, I will go on. We are in the time of birth pain and sorrows. And in the times of birth pains and sorrows, there will be things that will happen internationally that precede the tribulation. The tribulation will come. We're not too far out from the tribulation. We're not far away from that time. I think with the way things are escalating with the coming election in this country, with war in Ukraine, with now wars beginning in Africa, now, in the Far East, uh, America is pushing for a NATO alliance, an Oriental or an Asian NATO. This isn't going to sit well with the Chinese. In Israel, there are continued uh, problems in Lebanon. Uh, Lebanon has no president, if I remember correctly, at the t- at this present time. The nation is pretty much run by terrorist groups. Uh, Israel is setting up uh, walls between the two nations. Uh, Israel is, their campaigns are, every week there's there's some campaign, an airstrike in Syria, in Damascus, always something happening. And uh, the conflict is just never ending. It's just not ever. It's just not. There's there's no dialogue. There's no diplomacy. There's no détente. It's just continual conflict. Benjamin Netanyahu is not going to. Um, ease up on Israeli defense maneuvers or positions that they have to take. Netanyahu is not going to to um, stop doing what is necessary to protect the nation of Israel, to protect the people of Israel. Netanyahu is just not going to stop. He will do whatever is necessary. Another thing that the Lord said would happen in the time in which we live is apostasy. Apostasy. What we would assume, what appears to be true religion, is not true religion. And... um, This country, we have built a nation of Laodice- uh, Nicolaitans, the, Nicol- uh, the uh, Nicolaitan system, where the people, the pastors are on the pulpit, the people in the pews, and the children of God are not engaged. They're just not engaged they're not aware of the deception they're not aware of the time that we're in they are fully oblivious to what is coming when Doug calls in we're one thing I'm going to talk about is um, some people don't wonder why why does, why do we have to go through this hard time? Why do we have to go through the hardships that Christ said would come? I had an email sent to the station. I want to talk about this email. Once I can connect with my friend. This is really, really uh, just seems like, This system never goes down but it's okay we're going to visit why do we have to go through the hard times that are coming why does the church are we going to have to uh, endure the hardships because we're lukewarm because we're far from the Lord because we want to believe that because we 're Christian, we hold the we we are in assemblies, we feel that there's no need for Christ to have to you know allow these hardships to come, but just like it says that Israel would be apostate, Israel would be far from God, and Israel would be steeped in the religion that existed at the time of Christ I think it was within the last year two years they re um, they once again the the what they call the Sanhedrin I think it came back into existence in Israel and the scripture says that the religion in Israel will be exactly the the spiritual condition will be just like the condition of the spiritual world at the time at the time of Christ. I'm trying to I can see it, I don't know how to explain it. The religious world that killed Christ that was involved in his crucifixion, this same system would revive in the time, the decades before Christ's, their Messiah's coming, that same system would once again be the system of religion in Israel. In America, in the same principle, the same principle would be that. The religion, the religions of the evangelical churches, especially in this country, would not be the religion that, or the way, uh, the belief system that was in the early church. In the early church, they had difficulties already, in, immediately. Paul was in his Epistles was addressing all of the spiritual problems that were taking place through all of the Christendom of that time. And what began pure, it didn't take long for the, like with the Galatians, the philosophies to come in to the church. Other ways to attain or to have a relationship with God to communicate with God other ways and that's through the centuries up into our present within evangelical Christianity there is a system that would be you could say identical to the system of the Sanhedrin that would be in Israel which would be very negative A very negative system which Christ addresses when he says in Matthew 24 pray that your flight isn't in the winter or on the Sabbath Christ was saying that the system that will exist in a religious way the religious system in Israel at the time when the abomination of desolation is revealed that system will be in place that system will be a confining system. It will not allow travel on the the Sabbath. And he said, pray that your flight be not on the Sabbath or in the winter. The conditions, the hardships of winter and he equates to the hardships of fleeing on the Sabbath because Israel will be locked down in a system of religiousness that will not be According to what Christ said, it will not be <clears throat> a system that, once again, it will be a system of control, controlling the people in the nation of Israel. There will be a system in the United States, in the evangel- evangelical churches, a system in the same principle of the Sanhedrin. In Israel there will be a Christian I call it even a Christian Sanhedrin that there will be a big portion of the members of the bodies of Christ of the members in the body of Christ in certain systems that are going to almost force the rest of the believers to come into that system And if you're not part of that system, there will be persecution. I was thinking about this this week. I should have developed it a little bit more. Haven't been able to. But I realized in this country, I will call that system the system of dominionism. The system of the New Apostolic Reform movement or the Seven Mountain Theology. And this move has swept across this country, especially in Pentecostal charismatic churches. It is now affecting mainstream churches. This move has gone international. They have spread this type of thinking that we are going to take over governments. We're going to take over education, take over military, city councils, uh, county county officials it will be involved in all of the positions of power throughout the, the the society. No. This is not building the kingdom of heaven. This is This is dominionism. We will take over the world and we will present the world to Christ at His coming. We will give the earth and the world and this kingdom and present it to Christ and even lay this kingdom at His feet as a gift. See, see, uh, basically stating, see what we have done for you, Lord. See what we have done and Christ it says in the scripture, I will build my church, my ecclesia, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And in Revelation chapter eleven, eventually the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of the cosmos, the kingdoms that Satan has been actively building for the last two thousand years will become the kingdoms of of our Lord and of his Christ. He will come to take possession of the kingdoms. And to do that, before that, he will there will be chastisement on Israel, on the church, and on all seven churches, and on the nations of the world. The scripture through Isaiah Ezekiel, Jeremiah, the other prophets. There will be punishments of God directly on the unbelieving world. There will be punishments of God specifically directed to Israel. Then there will be punishments and chastisement directed at the body of believers in the seven churches. Jewish and Gentile believers in these assemblies and there will be chastisement. Judgment begins at the household of God. We are going to be corrected where our path is going to be made straight before the judgments come upon the world. The judgments are coming upon Israel. I have looked at the judgments on the world specifically upon israel the be, the best chapter to go to to see the judgment on israel that's coming which talks about antichrist invading the country and pretty much uh, making the jewish people extinct is isaiah 20, isaiah chapter 28 this chapter clearly presents the Punishment that must come to Israel for making an agreement with the coming Antichrist. They call it. We call him Antichrist. They call him the Son of Perdition, and they make an agreement three and a half years before the the Son of or before the uh, Abomination of Desolation is what they call him before. He becomes abomination, the abomination of desolation three and a half years prior to that. He makes an agreement with Israel, which begins seven years of tribulation. The tribulation um, is that seven-year period that right now many Christians are waiting for, but many Christians feel that they are not going to be here for that hardship this is another i have talked many times about one of the powerful doctrines of demons the rapture the pre-trib rapture the other doctrine of demon that i speak about is the new apostolic reform movement we will take over the earth for christ this is a doctrine of demon. This does not this is not biblical. It's not in the scripture. We are going to be made pure. We're going to be made white. We're going to be refined in the fires of tribulation and hardship. This is what Christ wanted a body, a a a bride that would be. Obedient to him. The the legions would be solely to him. They would be uncontaminated from the controlling demons of the world. You know, one of the main American Christians, the matter of mammon. Mammon is a very subtle spirit. Many Christians are very well off And they do not believe that they are caught by the spirit of mammon. There is no way to understand the control that money would have over you unless you have the Holy Spirit. Unless you have the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how you are controlled. And if you are worshipping mammon, you cannot see if you are religious Many people are very, very religious. This is why people run from religious people, religious Christians. They're not real. They don't live in this world. Their feet are in the heavens. They uh, have thoughts of madness, I I say. You can't see if you're religious... Unless you have the Holy Spirit, unless you have the Word of God. And even then, you have to really pay attention to what the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Okay, in about two minutes, we're going to go to a break. I'll contact the friend, see what happened. Uh, I gave him a couple of, I think our phone bank is still working. Oh my goodness, look at that. I just realized our phone bank had been disconnected. Huh, I didn't know about that. We had a call in line before and it no longer, it's no longer active. I guess it's been disconnected. Well, things are changing here at the station all the time and things that I'm not aware of. So I'm going to have to find out another way to get him to come in, call in. In about a minute and a half, we'll go to the top of the hour break. I apologize for being so very distracted. I'm uh, having to to just, uh, when you saw it, say, try to keep my balance on the run. So what I'm saying about the hardships coming they are coming we're not going to escape them a relationship and a real genuine relationship with the Lord is the answer and I know that many people say exactly what I just said in just a kind of a, an, a way to answer quickly I mean it there is no, you'll have no hope without being in a deep relationship with the Lord. We're going to be back in just a few minutes, and we'll, I'll see what, what we can do to get Doug on the line. At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose
0: life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families.
4: Lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050 extension 116
6: Hey, all you Sharp community members, this is Tommy at Tommy's Barbers and Blades. Just wanted to reach out and tell you to stop by our shops and get your fade, shaves, your beer, grab a knife from Revo. Find us at 4th and Garfield in downtown Loveland, 970-617-2158, or hit us up on Tommy'sBarbersandBlades.com. If you're a little further south, you can find us in Mead off of Highway 66 and I-25. You can reach us there at 720-745-0782. And as always, live Sharp.
5: The real cost of the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. Frederick Bastiat.
2: That's WarriorsRevolution.com.
6: Hi there, we're the guys from All Gas, No Class Radio. Please
7: join us and support our new show Sundays from 2 to 3 p.m. We'd love to have you.
8: Because we're too ugly for OnlyFans.
1: As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343.
4: This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company.
7: We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard, and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693.
0: The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network.
4: Okay, welcome to the second Okay, welcome back. I apologize. In the last hour, I went over a few... ...having these little board operator problems here today. But I have been able to try to contact our friend, my friend in California, and it's been to no avail. So then what I'm going to do is uh, so that the I have been thinking about doing this program it would be a three-hour program but I'm going to have to condense it I had a gentleman text the station this week and he said that um, his question was why would Jesus want his bride his Christ-believing church to be beaten up, raped, and killed in the tribulation before the wedding of Jesus joining with his family or his faithful. So I was hoping Doug would be able to answer this with me today, but I'm going to answer it. Um, you see, earlier in the week, we were Doug and I were talking about the ecclesia, Matthew chapter 16 Christ said I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it the ecclesia are the faithful believers the faithful believers as the gates of hell push and press they do not they are they are not prevailing No matter what they do, they will not prevail against the faithful members in the body of Christ. And the thought is, there is the family that is being... they're being overcome. They're being prevailed against There is that body of Christ, believers, that are not victorious, that are not running the race. The whole family of God is not the bride. The whole family of God is the family that is born again, washed through the blood of Jesus Christ, but the whole family is never faithful. In Revelation chapter 2 and 3, to each of the seven churches, it says that these seven churches, there are those who overcome. To he who overcomes, let him hear. So in the family of God, there are the non-overcomers. There are the individuals that are never victorious in their Christian lives. So would you consider these individuals to be the... The, the Bride of Christ? You would believe that these people would be the, the Bride that Christ wants to be with Him in His Millennial Kingdom for a thousand years? In Matthew 25, 24, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins, five wise, five foolish... This is what Christ says about His children, about the family. There will be those who are wise, those who are foolish. And it says that the wise, the five that have their lamps filled with oil, the Holy Spirit through their lifetime, they have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, not with religion, not with just being in part of an assembly, being faithful to go week to week, being part of the programs but once you leave the fellowship and the gathering that is where the real relationship with Jesus Christ begins the real relationship begins when you're at work and you're having difficulties trying to figure out problems or uh, if you work in construction you're you're tired and you need the lord's strength many different experiences god meets people during the week not just on the weekend not just maybe one of the nights during the week or on a Friday night or on a Saturday no he is visiting his people daily this is where the wise virgins gather their oil they gather their oil on the street outside of the assembly outside of the gathering the gatherings where you bring the riches of the week to share with those that you gather with. But many Christians, many in the, the systems in this country, are you go to get the whatever the pastor gleaned out of the Word for you. Where you have the right to go to the Word during the week and see what God has to say to you. Because he's with you. He's in you if you're born again. The wise virgins bought oil. Where? In the street during the week. At their job. Their occupation. They're at the business. Where they need God's help. Fighting the battles during the week. King David. He had to fight battles all the time bring Israel into existence where did he meet Christ in the battles where did he meet Christ when he was a young boy out in the field with the flocks with the sheep where did he learn to fight to kill a lion a bear on the street during the week not on the weekend not in the temple not in the assembly not in the gathering it was in the week when he's by himself. This has been the this is the experience of the wise virgins. They don't gather the oil on the weekends. They come to worship and, and hopefully hopefully they come to truly worship, not just a time where they get together to be to enjoy everything in the soul. There's order. The wise virgins buy oil during the week. On Monday morning, they buy oil when your work graveyard shifts. I end up in... I've been in an assembly for four years, and my thought was, without that assembly, I could not go on with Christ. I needed that assembly. It was like my, the, the center of my world. And God made it the center of my world for about four or five years, not quite five. He made it the center because he had things to teach me. Sound doctrine, theology, eschatology. To know how to conduct myself in the assembly. To know the, my position. To realize that God does put people in positions of responsibility And there are many people in responsible positions who should not be in those positions. There are in the assembly. I loved it, but eventually I'm forced out of because I need to make a living. I'm forced out of the assembly in Denver, and in Greeley, at that time also and i'm forced to west to go to western wyoming to buy oil to buy the holy spirit there was no christian group i could meet with in western wyoming in the rock springs area there was no i knew no i didn't know any christians i didn't know anybody i had to start buying oil just with the lord through prayer through asking for his help I didn't have a job. I moved in. My wife and I were living with her parents. For me, that's a shameful thing because I know what the Lord says, that we're to work with our hands. But I tried. God knows I had tried to find work here in this area. I was living in Greeley at the time. But I couldn't find work. Going back to where I began the program in the last hour, we have to trust that God is sovereign we don't comprehend and we can't control the spirit I didn't want to uh, use witchcraft to say I will use my will to will a job into my life no I trust the Lord I trust his sovereign hand I can't find work I have to assume okay this area has dried up. God, I have to seek to find the will of God. Buying oil, and I told my wife, "Let me pray. Ask your dad if maybe he would allow us to." They had a they had a, a good a, a, a big home, and the dad was more than happy to let us come up and let us stay there till I was able to find work. And the Holy Spirit worked me to the point where I end up working for one of the mines in western Wyoming. And in the mine, I have to buy oil. I have to find the will of the Holy Spirit. I have to pray. i trying to figure out, okay, Lord Jesus, what is this new life I'm in? I'm used to a world... Of people around me, of gathering, of Christians all around me, day and night, Christians. But now I have no Christian family. I'm here like King David, just with my wife, my daughter, and I don't like it. I like Christians. I like to be involved. I I am not, uh, you know. I am uh, what's it? What's it? The main thought. I am the uh, I am refusing to assemble. No, I wasn't fusing, uh, refusing to assemble. I I don't know anybody. But I do have the Holy Spirit. And I'm going through different things personally as far as trying to get my balance in Christ, trying to decide what is happening, what just happened. I'm with a great family of believers for four years. Now I'm out in the middle of nowhere in this God land, forsaken land in western Wyoming there's nothing here there's just sagebrush rabbits and snakes there's nothing here just God forsaken and that's really what I was telling the Lord just like King David Lord why am I here there's nothing here uh, no Christians uh, working with you know in the mine I'm making good money but, I would pray. i say, Lord, there's nothing up here. Look at this. It's God forsaken. There's just sagebrush. There's no trees. There's maybe a rabbit once in a while. We had a road we used to travel on to work. We called it kind of it. Once in a while we call it the, the uh, rabbit hide highway because there are so many rabbits run over. One day I'm coming... It was in the afternoon, beautiful day. I think it was a Friday. I had driven out 35 miles to the to the mine. And I was driving home. I got up on a plateau getting ready to drop down toward I-80. You could see the flaming gorge out in the distance. And I could smell, it was in the spring, it was in about early June. I could smell, I had my windows down. I could smell the sagebrush. Man, that smelled wonderful. I thought, man, that is really coming in the winter. You couldn't smell anything. And I thought, wow, that—that's—I love that smell. And I, the Lord gave me a verse out of the Psalms: "The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof." And I thought of that verse, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me this way. He says, "Look at this," and I could look. 60 80 100 almost 100 miles to the horizon down the flaming gorge the west side of the flaming gorge down the little valleys he says look at this how beautiful this is it was a blue blue skies he says look at this how magnificent this view is i agreed i said lord it is absolutely beautiful and he said don't you love the smell of that sagebrush i thought It does actually smell very, very good. I love it. And he says, look at those sagebrushes. Look how healthy they are. And look at the rabbits. They can get shade under those sagebrushes. And I started laughing. I said, Lord, the earth is yours in the fullness thereof. There's shade for the rabbits, shade for the snakes. The snakes even have a little bit of food to eat when they're young. I fell in love with the desert. I fell in love with the desert I fell in safe in love with sagebrush I love the smell of sagebrush to this very day more than the smell of pine trees and my friends thought I was nuts Uh uh-uh. I'm buying I'm out there buying oil Christians you're going to have to buy oil forget about the great assemblies if you're not buying oil there in these assemblies you better Buy oil during the week on your own with the Lord. He's the one who is the oil. He dispenses the oil, His Holy Spirit. You're just the receptacle. You're the one who receives His Holy Spirit. Your human spirit in touch with God. Five wise, five foolish virgins. We are to buy oil tried in the fire. That's what it says in Revelation chapter 3 to Laodicea. Buy of me gold tried in the fire. We have time to buy oil. But the thing is this. When God's children are contaminated by the world, when they live in their flesh, not in the spirit, do you think that uh, the individual who purchased you you belong to him you were purchased really with a high price he paid top top dollar for you this wasn't this wasn't with anything natural he bought you with the greatest most valuable uh, with blood with his death that's what you were purchased with By him being on the cross he purchased you he purchased all who are saved you've been bought with a price valuable do you think he's going to just if you're going to be a, you want to be a king I'll give you another example all the Christians they want to be rule and reign with Christ they want to be kings they want to be you know they want to have it all rule over the world in the millennial millennial kingdom well if you're not being trained here today if you can't if you don't aren't able to put the reins on your flesh and control your body then how are you going to rule in the kingdom if you can't control your your world that you might have responsibility over how are you going to rule over the souls of men in this age and then be a king in the Millennial Kingdom There are going to be those and it says that at midnight there's a there's a day coming very shortly just a decade Right in that vicinity. Midnight. The bridegroom is coming. And it says that as he's coming, go to meet him. What does it mean, meet him? Go to meet him means this is the resurrection. Not a rapture. The resurrection takes place. Go to meet him. He's coming. You go to meet him. You leave this earth. If you're asleep, asleep in the heart of the earth, you're going to raise and you're going to ascend you're going to go out to meet him if you're on the earth still alive you're going to go to meet him come go out to meet him then all those virgins are going to those that are sleeping are going to wake those who are still living they're going to wake up too. they're going to have that that uh, high-definition moment where all of a sudden wow something is happening and all of a sudden, you are just like Elijah. You're going out to meet the bridegroom. They arise, they trim their lamps, and the foolish, it's too late. The foolish who didn't buy oil during the week on their jobs, uh, raising their children, mothers, raising your children during the week, changing diapers, whatever it may be where the God has placed you at certain times, Points in your t- in your lives, taking care of your husbands, uh, taking care of, taking care of the household. This is where you buy oil. You don't buy oil in the meetings on the weekend. It's where you enjoy the Holy Spirit with others. But that time came when I was pulled out of that world, away from those Christians. Now I'm buying oil out in the desert in western Wyoming, driving, looking at the little sagebrush, knowing that God has provided shade for the little rabbits and food for the snakes. My eyes were opened and I was free from that thought that I have to to be part of an assembly. I'm not saying there isn't that. Don't misunderstand me. There is a necessity for the gatherings to express Christ to be trained to be taught to learn the ways of the household of God but when that time comes to an end the Lord may ask you to leave that's what the Lord asked me I realized I can't buy oil in the assemblies anymore I'm done hello Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I have a friend on the line, so hold on. Okay, Doug, are you there? Okay, I'm trying to get you on the system here. We have a way to do that. Let me see. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you're not coming over the system here yet. Let me figure out how this is going to work. I'm glad you called in. I saw the line blinking and we've uh, changed our we've we've uh, redone our systems, Doug. We've gone to some newer technology and I'm trying to get you on let me see, okay, if, if I accidentally drop you, call me right back, okay? Oh, yeah, okay, hang on just a second. Okay, is that, can you hear me? Are you there? Okay, are you, is that better? Yep, I don't know why you're not coming into the system. I can hear you on the phone Uh, The audience can't hear you. No, that isn't any good. Um, I'm trying to work this out another way. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, hang on. I've got Doug on the phone. We're just trying to figure out how to get him into the system. Okay. They changed. We used to do everything on phone bank, Doug. Now we're doing things through the Internet. And the Internet, you know, if it can fail, it's going to fail, right? Oh, really? Really? Oh. Okay. Okay, um, let me just, let me rehearse that to the audience. Uh, Doug's in California. They're having problems with that hurricane. All kinds of problems there on the West Coast. He's in Sacramento. So this might be part of our problem. So let me see, Doug. If I can, uh, what am I going to do? What other system can I bring you in on? Um, boy, let me see here. No, hang on, just just hang on, just a second. I'm going to open up another system we have here and see if I can get you in on this system. So you're having big problems out there, huh? 6 to 8 in 6 8 inches of rain in Vegas. la LA got hit last night okay see are getting hit um, okay Doug I am trying everything I can do here to get you on this other system that we have it went completely down. It was having no trouble yesterday, and now it is down. Yeah, I think the weather. Okay. Worst hurricane in eighty five years. Nineteen thirty nine. Wow. Wow. Well, what I'm going to do, Doug, is let me see the normal landline should come on and it's not. Would you do me a favor? Would you call me back on another number? Okay. Let me get this other... Yeah, you have. I'm going to give you... I'll give you, okay, this new number, 970, 587, 5174. Let's try it. Now, did you try the other number, the 5175? Okay, Do tell you what, do the, do the uh, 5175 again because I didn't see the green light blank blinking. Let's try that one. Okay, okay. Yes, try, try that one. Okay, thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's what it's all about. That's what it is. He said they're having that hurricane hitting the West Coast, eight inches of rain in Vegas. He's getting swamped there in uh, Sacramento, and he thinks that it's the phone lines out there. I'm going to pho- answer the phone again. Okay, Doug, are you there? Okay. Now I'm going to try to put you on the system. Hang on. Okay. are you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me on the... Uh, over the air here? Can you hear me on the system here? No? You can't hear me? Okay. Okay. Doug, I have everything. I have everything hot here Doug it's just not working. Yeah. There if it's if it's digital it's going to break down right? We there's nothing we can do about that. I Okay. Okay. Okay, well, you know, I'm thinking that I might have one more number. Let's try one more number that we're not gonna we're not gonna give up yet. God has a kingdom He's got to build, and we're not gonna just we're not gonna just fall down, right? No, let's see. Um, let me see here. Wait a second. I've got. Let's see. Um, I've got another number. I think we might have another system. Doug, we're gonna we're gonna get this down. We're gonna do it. Okay, let's see. Okay, do me a favor. Do this one. 970-680-1360. Call it right now. Okay, thank you. So, this is what it is. We're going to work this out in one way or the other. We're going to get this going, hopefully, God willing. So uh, it's very interesting how uh, the Lord does things in a in a way that can be sovereign. Doug will call me in this other one more. We're going to try one more. Okay, let's see. Doug, are you there? Hello, can you hear me now? To Okay. You should be coming in. I don't know why. You I have no way to hear you. I don't know if you can hear me, but I definitely cannot hear you. Well let's see here I don't know oh, he's talking I can see Doug I can I can see you talking but I can't hear you we can't hear you on air You know, you should be coming in Well To the audience, I apologize. I don't know why we can't bring him in. He said, boy, that's really, really odd. I can't get him in on these systems today. This is not... We had a power outage. We had a power outage uh, about uh, a little over a week ago. And it did mess with the system here, and we're still having to do a little of this and a little of that. But so for the audience, Doug, if you can hear me, I really apologize. We cannot hear you. I can see you're talking, but... um, We're not getting any audio on this side. I don't know what happened. We had a power outage about 11 days ago, 10, 9 days ago, and it really fried a lot of things, and I think something is still not working correctly. So, well... To the audience, I really apologize. We're just not going to be able to get my friend on. He's not going to make it today. I don't know why, but like he said, God knows all these things that happen. They happen for a reason. What the reason is, we may not know. And, okay. Well, I'm going to have to just, going to have to, at the break, I'm going to have to tell Doug it's just a not a go. It's just not going to happen. I guess it's what you call live radio. And um, we just have to go with it. I could probably put him on speakerphone. I don't know the quality. Can you hear me now, Ricky? Doug, I can hear you. Tell you what, I'm going to leave you on speakerphone, all right?
9: Let's try the speakerphone
4: then. All right. Let's, let's do this. Um, every other system is down, but tell you what, mm-hmm. we're going to do it this way. All right.
9: We can always do it the um, old-fashioned way.
4: And it sound you sound good. so I, right. I, I think it's going to work. It's going to work.
2: Okay. Let's do that.
4: Hey, well, well uh, in spite of all the problems, I'm going to let you... I've just I did mention earlier in the program that you we've known each other for right at fifty years and in twenty twenty four it'll be fifty years. Isn't that something? My goodness. <laughs> isn't that years. isn't that amazing?
9: Yeah, and we're still friends.
4: <laughs> I know it. I know it. And I'd mentioned that through through the last fifty years there are times where you and I would work together just, you know, uh for an, a year, two years, sporadically, you spent a lot of time here in Denver, mm-hmm. and I think give just just go ahead and just give a testimony. People, I, I I most likely are going to have you on more in the future, right? So you might as well begin here in this next hour and twenty minutes. Give your testimony.
9: Well, this is a, a very interesting and i'm sorry that we did have little te- technical difficulties beyond our control but in any event uh, <laughs> we are live uh over these uh iphones or uh androids and we'll just have to roll with that right now ricky Yep. and uh but as far as the testimony goes you know um uh believers in in uh in, in christ or Yeshua have. Uh, you know they have a testimony but really uh, I'm, inter- I'm interested in these days in the testimony of Jesus and the testimony of Jesus is the uh, spirit of prophecy and uh, at the same time and uh, at the same time uh, we have our personal testimony with the Lord and that testimony in my life began when I was uh, 15 and uh, they, my sister was with the Hells Angels and frankly uh, strictly speaking as uh, she was a a real uh angel of hell and uh but at 17 the lord uh, ransomed her and uh brought her into the kingdom of his dear son translated her out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son and uh so from the very beginning uh the fight was on in so far as uh, between the spirit of uh, That was united with the spirit of the living God and uh, with the with the flesh and these are contrary the Bible says the one to the other so you cannot do the things that you want to do that's what Paul said and anyway her testimony was so uh, vibrant and uh, and uh, uh, dynamic with regards to her salvation experience that it affected uh, everyone in our family and uh, it was back in the day where in the late 50s i was in high school at the time and uh, that's when i encountered the 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 living christ i knew of him in name but i'd never uh, had the spirit of the living god uh breathe his life into me as when i was in high school during those days and so we met the lord in a home bible study and then we grew out of that and i went to uh a Bible school now known as Multnomah University up in Portland, Oregon. Can you still hear me there? I heard a little ping.
4: Yep, no, 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 you're good, okay. you're clear.
9: Okay, great. And uh, so I uh, met a lot of wonderful people there, and uh, and then I uh, uh, was in search of a greater fellowship within the body of Christ. And uh during those days, it was uh, back in the 60s, you know, and there was a lot of up- upheavals going on. Uh, you know, the movie came out uh, on the Jesus Revolution. And I'm actually, uh, my, uh, my character, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of in the movie. Um, I was in the living room with uh, Lonnie Frisbee uh, after I was in the military. At Fort Ord, we went up there, a couple of us guys, and we didn't even know where we were going. We wound up in this place called the living room during a uh, furlough that we had. And so I met uh, Lonnie there, and then again uh, later on I met him at Calvary Chapel uh, with uh, Chuck Smith and everybody there at Pirates Cove and and everything. I was there when Lonnie uh, preached on Jonah. And, uh, and, and then uh, also the, the guy that came up in the wheelchair, I was there for all of that. And those of you who are familiar with the movie uh, can appreciate that. And then later on, it turns out, I don't know who was shadowing who here, I wound up in the East Anaheim Hills with uh, Max, and Sandy Rappaport, and, uh, and John Wimber, and all those guys. And there was Lonnie Frisbee again in 1980 and then with uh john rutke down in san diego we were at the coronado hotel and and years later uh i found myself with him again and uh deb and i were down there my wife um uh, 54 years and uh so we uh throughout all of those things you know we found ourselves in a kind of a christian cultic environment and uh, praise god i got free from that you know when Paul wrote his letter uh, in 1 Corinthians. He said that they were carnal because they adhered to the personalities and styles of certain men of God. Uh, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas or Peter, and I'm of Christ. I think one of the most difficult uh, uh, identifications are those unfortunate uh, brethren who claim to be of Christ. And uh, they have a corner on the truth and uh you know uh, as we go on with the lord the lord gives us a a bigger heart on the one hand for all his people but on the other hand we are called to discern the spirits and i want to say one thing here with regards to the issue in testimony is that when john wrote his epistle in first John, he said this if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another right and uh so first of all it's a it's a corporate matter going on there we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ his son keeps on cleansing us from all sin and if we say we have no sin now what kind of sin are we talking about there are we talking about first well all sin is sin but the thing of it is is it's the sin between one another that is at stake there and so what we're because we're we have fellowship one with another and so then if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness it's that kind of unrighteousness that keeps us out of fellowship one with another and so uh the 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 emphasis is upon the body of christ if you would and you know the the we are brought into the fellowship and truly it says our fellowship is with the father and his son jesus christ the son is always has always eternally been in fellowship with the father now we may you know wonder well what happened at the cross was that fellowship broken and all that but but the eternal fellowship within the triangle God has always been there. I mean, I don't wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and ask what I see in the mirror. Uh, how we doing today? You know, yeah, I haven't quite lost it yet until you hear the third voice saying, uh, you know, uh, what are you two guys talking about? <laughs> That's, and I'm sitting here thinking, well, what kind of God do we have? We have a God of fellowship and, and a God of love who reaches out now, he's, he's in totally, you know, intolerable with wickedness and with pride and vainglory and all of that and, and sin, right? But uh, at the same time, he wants to bring us into that wonderful fellowship that the Son has with the Father, the Father has with the Son. That's fellowship. And anything that interrupts that fellowship is sin. Now, it goes on. In 1 John, forgive me if I I sound preachy here, but this is very important. And that is, you, Ricky, and I, we have an anointing from the Holy One. And it says very clearly, we do not need that any man teach us, but as the same anointing teaches us of all things, and is true, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you. You shall abide in him. Now, you have heard, John says, that there are many antichrists that are gone out into the world. Okay? And then he says, that's true. You know, you've heard of the antichrist who's coming. But there are many antichrists that have gone out into the world already. And what are they doing? They are coming between you and... And the Almighty they are they are the false anointings the false Christ that's what it means Christ means anointed one and anything that comes between you and the anointed one within you who's teaching you all things that is the spirit of Antichrist and we need to call it what it is it intercepts it violates it cuts off your sweet fellowship that you have with the Almighty, the Anointed One. And so uh, that spirit of Antichrist is very prevalent in the world today. When you hear the phrase, you need to be under so-and-so's anointing, under his ministry, under him, under her, be very careful because if you have an anointing from the Holy One, and that's cut off, by the spirit of Antichrist, that's what it is, then that's in violation of the fellowship that God has called you personally into. And that personal fellowship that he's called you into is not only between you and the Lord himself, but it's with your brothers and sisters. And anything that would violate that sweet fellowship between you and your brothers and sisters in Christ is the spirit of Antichrist. That's what it is. And that's what I like to call it. Now, I know some places where uh, a pastor has been around for a long time in a certain congregation and then has to leave for whatever reason, uh, maybe for another uh, a place of ministry, and then that congregation just completely falls apart. Well, uh, They were all connected to him or to the couple and they weren't connected to one another and and that's that's what i'm talking about you can have a pyramidal uh fellowship in other words a's connected to b who's connected to c who's connected to d at the top of the pyramid and when the d goes away the whole pyramid collapses and uh so it's very critical that we You know, seize upon this spirit of Antichrist. Now, I'm not denying that there will be the final Antichrist, just as John says. But there are many Antichrists that have come out into the world. And he says, I'm writing this to you for the purpose of exposing this, because there are many Antichrists are going to be out there so that's why he wrote that and he says they are trying to lead you astray that's why he wrote first john and he's writing this letter because they're trying to do it and don't think that they aren't they're out there and there are many of them right and they're trying to lead you astray and so uh, a lot of our ministry in the past ricky has been exposing uh, these uh, spirits of antichrist that are out there, even from the most well-intentioned, okay? And uh, uh, believers are predisposed uh, in their carnal mindset to adhere to <clears throat> very strong leadership, okay? And those leaders in and those uh, brethren who are uh, uh, with the Lord have got to be very, very careful not to uh, create their own... Uh, tribe their own uh, clan their own cult okay and uh you can be in a christian cult just as you can be in a full-blown uh christ-denying cult it is very very uh insidious and that's why in the last days uh these anti antichrists will proliferate and uh, we've got to be very careful in the body of christ that you're listening to this radio program Okay, that Ricky's had for uh, a while here now. Uh, his, his, his job is equipping you, God's people, or those who are wondering what in the world is going on out there, uh, and uh, equipping you, that you'll be in direct touch with the living God, with the anointed one, with the Christ, the son of the living God. His job is to equip you and give you the toolbox that you need In approaching the very throne of God with boldness uh, entering into this holy place that you can have with the Lord and to keep you in touch with his people who love him and and who honor that anointing that he's placed within you anyway uh, in the body of Christ out here on the West Coast now uh, in spite of our hurricanes that we're having and everything else going on out here that uh, uh, we are beginning to uh, walk in fellowship one with another, and it's been really a glorious experience, uh, especially living in these uh turbulent times in fact, this next week Ricky um, I'm going to be giving a uh, a lesson <laughs> in fact we have a we have two or three Bible studies during the week with different people and different uh, venues uh with uh, all kinds of different uh, brothers and sisters and 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 i tell them this i said look at there are certain hills that are not worth fighting over other hills that I, I would die on okay let me give you one example if somebody says that jesus christ has not come in the flesh that spirit is the spirit of antichrist okay it, it, we're not gnostics we live by the spirit of the living god but this same Jesus Doug, who's Doug. being taken from yes. Doug. Uh-huh.
4: Okay, we're gonna go to the top of the hour break for about six yeah. six minutes. All right. And so hold your thought there. Uh the guest is Doug Krieger, podcasts are on thirteen sixty khnccom for the olive tree and lampstand ministry for today. We'll be back, Doug, in about seven six and a half minutes. Just so I'm gonna so I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna keep I'm gonna keep you on the I'm gonna keep you on the line here. Oh, okay. I'll just keep you on speaker and
9: then when I hear you
4: Reasons to
3: Own Gold Brought to you by the Patriot Training Group at allamericangold.com Reason number 647
7: Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money And the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger, while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquint, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800 951 the Federal Reserve is in control of our money. But lately, control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading You're Group, and to we to the have the been protecting Rockies, people's K-H-N's wealth for almost e, AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.
0: Now is the time to fight for your child's education. We are enrolling now at Civica Academy Charter School in Milliken, a tuition-free middle school high school. We are focused on smart and kind students who are prepared for the real world and love this country. We stand for the pledge. We shake hands. We don't have cell phones during the day and focus on pursuing an industry certification by graduation. We are proudly outperforming surrounding schools academically while raising up civic leaders. I believe in this generation, and we are prepared at Civica to change the world one child at a time. Visit us at CivicaCO.org we <laughs>
7: Hi, my name is Sam Cheshire. My wife, Lisa, and I own Build Design America in Longmont, Colorado. We've been in business for over 30 years, offering full-service flooring to northern Colorado. A few years ago, we started into Keebus Studios. We offer full-service kitchen and bath remodeling along with a design service. We're located in Longmont at 665 Frontage Road. Our phone number is 303-772-1202. And we also offer free design services. So give us a call, 303-772-1202.
5: Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970 776 0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work, do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. This
4: is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling.
7: You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley.
0: 970-443-5654.
7: 970-443-5654.
6: Tommy here with Revo Knives. We're a Colorado company looking for local customers who own a business that want to make a gift for their customers or employees that they'll always use and remember. We customize our knives with your logo and information so they always look at who to get back to when they need your service. Head over to our website at RevoKnives.com or give us a call at 720-947-9599. And as always, live sharp. Living sharp is a lifestyle here at TBB's. You need to look sharp, carry sharp, and most importantly, be sharp. Let us show you how sharp it can be today. We're pushing ourselves to take as many walk-ins at both locations, but if we can't squeeze you in, we'll make a convenient appointment for you. Give us a call at 970-617-2158 for our Loveland location located at 4th and Garfield or in Mead at 720-745-0783 on the southeast corner of Highway 66 and I-25. If you're tech savvy, hit us up on tommysbarbersandblades.com. And as always, live sharp.
8: Hey, folks, Larry Elder here. The rumors are true. KHNC listeners are loving Y-Refi. They're investing in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there is no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Eldorados, you got to get in touch with Y-Refi. I've met with them personally, and take it from me, the great Eldersky, they are trustworthy, honest, and you can earn a fixed rate of return up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call. 888-YREFI24. Click on investyrefi.com or call 888-YREFI24. You will be glad you did.
0: 9 11, the
3: Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m.
6: Hey, Sharp community members, this is Tommy with Tommy's Barbers and Blades. We're reaching out to you guys to let you know that we're in need of a barber or stylist at our Mead location on Highway 66 and I 25. If you're a seasoned pro or know someone who's great, give us a ring at 720-745-0783 or stop in and talk to us. We're looking for you. Again, that's 720-745-0783.
1: KHNC is proud to carry MyKind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at Two South Parish, or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com, click on the shop button.
5: The
7: views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network.
4: Welcome okay. back to the Welcome third hour back to of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand. The uh, third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. Uh-huh. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, and I have a friend, Doug Krieger, on the phone. And
1: yes, this is, this, is, this is I.
4: Yes, okay. <laughs> and uh, before I do, Podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. Okay, Doug, let's continue. Let's continue.
9: Yeah, we were just, I think, talking about uh, the fact that during the week out here on the West Coast uh, where I live, uh, we have a number of, of fellowships that we uh, gather together with. And uh, and I was at this uh, uh, little fellowship. that we I call it a fellowship because uh, we're brought into the fellowship that the Father has with the Son. We can show up at, quote, church attendance and, you know, (laughs) be there in the stadium, but we're not on the field. We're not in the play. We're spectators. We're not participators. And according to 1 Corinthians 11 through 14, which is one of the rare examples in the New Testament, of what the Ecclesia actually does, the called out ones actually do, is that when the whole assembly, he says, brethren, Paul says, how is it when all the assembly, when all the Ecclesia uh, come together? Now, there is a difference between the word church and the word Ecclesia, just in case you're not aware. When Tyndale uh, translated the bible from the from the greek and the hebrew he didn't want to translate the word ecclesia as a church he wanted to translate it as ecclesia, coming out with the called out ones and the reason behind his reasoning at the time had to do with the fact that it's not a building it's not a place of worship it's the people The emphasis was upon the people. Consequently, he wanted to use the words assembly or the word congregation or company. Uh, There are many ways in which that word can be translated, but at the same time, it means the people. It doesn't mean a building. And for that reason, and that primary reason, uh, Tyndale in the early 1500s was burned at the stake over that word. He would not translate it the way that the prelates and the way that the, the church officials at the time wanted him to translate that word. And later on, King James made that one of his, uh, I think, uh, uh, 13 or so prerequisites. I think it's number nine, that that word, ecclesia, had to be translated church because he wanted the buildings of the Catholic Church and uh, since he was now the head of the church of england so this issue of the word ecclesia it's not just a noun it's a if you would a spiritual democracy where each one has according to paul you have a song you have a teaching you have a a revelation you have a, a a word of knowledge but you have something what is that something that is a gift from god that's in you and you need to release it and how is that released it's very clear each one has and whatever you has you should be contributing and participating in that gift and it says we can all prophesy one by one that all may be edified and encouraged and so Nobody's gonna dominate an Ecclesia style gathering. Nobody's even gonna control it Okay, in other words, you've got to be under so-and-so's ministry. Well, you know, you can have a ministry and you can equip the Saints We're doing that right now. We're equipping God's people and anybody else that's listening in on this commonly known as the unlearned or the unbelieving can witness that everybody's prophesying in an Ecclesia and they will fall down on their face And declare that god is among you of a truth now people say well if you're going to do that you're going to create chaos well i got news for you you can find out the gifts of god's people we were just sitting there last thursday night and this one brother started sharing and my goodness uh if we had that on that atmosphere of openness and participation i would have never known nobody would have ever known that Todd had such a gift of teaching. Amazing. You know, it just it blew everybody away. And and yet we would not have known that unless, you know, well, does he is he certified? Is he qualified? Is he oh, hey, listen, each one has. And we need the other members of the body of Christ to contribute. Get on the playing field. Get out of the state hey, you know what? You can get excited. On the pitch with the coach and uh, you know talk about the plays and everything else but guess what you're not on the field still okay so it says let everything be done decently and in order we're not talking chaos here we're talking about contributing an environment and anything that inhibits that environment or doesn't encourage that environment equips that environment could be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, a pastor, should be equipping the saints to do the work of ministry themselves to the building up of the body of Christ until we all arrive at the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Now, we got a lot of imperfection going on out here. And the world sees it. And so the world, in fact, I was with my mechanic just this past week. And out of nowhere, after hearing me talking on the phone to another brother, he said, well, why do we have Satan in the world? And I said, Mike, that's a great question. Why is there evil? And we started this conversation that was amazing. And he was crying out. And he said something in the course of his conversation. He says, I'm not going to go to an XYZ church. And just sit there and listen to this guy flop his chops. And I said, Well, that's, you know, kind of a straightforward comment on his part. I mean, i, I hey, if you're going to hear somebody with powerful rhetoric, you know, get the best in town, you know, if that's what you're looking for. But that's not what I believe that the Holy Spirit is calling us to do these days. He's calling us to bear the testimony of Jesus Christ and the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now that's not just foretelling the future, that's you can all prophesy one by one, that all may be encouraged. So God's people went through this uh, COVID thing, okay? And, and a lot of the uh, uh, churches in our area, uh, quite frankly, Ricky, some of the big ones that had like four or 5,000 members, Right now, they're down to 400. They shut their doors. And so people said, hey, I'm going elsewhere. I mean, again, if you want rhetoric, okay? Now, the Greeks understood ecclesia because they had that word in democratic assembly and form of government polity for 600 years before the birth of our Savior. And so they knew what it was, and all members of society, of course, there were some exclusions. There were no women under 18, didn't count. Uh, so the guys got together, but they were from every branch of society the craftsmen, the educators, the military people, the builders, etc., etc. From every branch of society and these city states. And they would determine through consensus and discussion what they should do. Should we build this dam, this road, have this uh, amphitheater, or what? And they made that decision together. So when Jesus cried out, he said to Peter, Well, who do you say that I am, Peter, in Matthew uh, 16, or actually in Mark as well? Uh, And he said, Well, you're the Christ. You are the anointed one. You're the son of the living God. And then Jesus came back and said, Well, only my father could reveal that to you, Peter. And he said that at the base of Mount Hermon. Says very clearly in Luke where this all took place in Caesarea Philippi, which was a place in the Roman Empire, if you would, built by uh, Herod to the glory of Caesar. Okay, Caesar Philippi, which was at the base of Mount Hermon. You can go there to this day, and it's called the Gates of Hades. And there are these, there are these uh, rock formations that looked like gates. And of course, you know, and those of you that have been in Ricky's audience, I'm pretty sure you're pretty clear that the uh, Nephilim manifested themselves uh, at the the top of Mount Hermon, you know, 11,000 foot mountain. And it was a very devilish place. And it was even considered, you know, to be the gates of Hades, okay? But there's also another rock there. And Jesus alluded to that rock and he said, Upon this rock, the revelation of who Christ is, the anointed one, that is what he's going to build his ecclesia upon. It's not going to be like the Greeks. It's but it's going to be very spiritually democratic. It's going to be participatory. And and in this ecclesia, in in, in Hebrew, it's called a kahal, okay. A kahal is a gathering, a company, a troop. Uh, it can even be an army. It's translated an assembly, a convocation, a company of people in the Hebrew Scriptures. And, of course, we know that has to do with the 12 tribes of Israel. But when you get to the New Testament, Jesus blew this thing wide open. And he said there's neither going to be Greek or Jew, bond or free, rich or poor, male or female. But you're all going to be one in Christ. And he says other sheep i have which are not of this fold the fold was at that time judaism and he said and i'm going out as the shepherd and my sheep hear my voice he's going to lead some of the sheep out of the fold where into the pasture into the flock out of the institution and where the flock is And they hear my voice, and I know them, and they will follow me if you hear my voice. Now, guess what happens out there in the field, okay, where there is one flock. The wolves are out there, brother. And the wolves are going to try to get these sheep that are outside the pen, outside the fold. Now, when you're in the fold, everything is, yay, you know, we're all protected in here. You know, nobody's going to mess with us. Hey, the wolves can't get to you there. They're, they're, they're out here in the field. And that's what I'm talking about. These wolves in the field, okay, who are trying to steal your anointing. But guess what? My sheep hear my voice. And a hireling they will not hear. Who's the hireling out here? The hireling are these guys that are hmm. making money off the sheep. And by the way, they are legion for they are many, okay? but hear his voice. And they don't want you to hear his voice. They want you to hear their voice. And then if they don't hear their voice, they're saying, beware of these wolves, they're gonna get you." Okay? And so, hey, they got reasons why they wanted, and and some of them are very um, altruistic. They're very uh, wonderful reasons because we don't want the wolves to get you. We wanna protect, just wanna protect you. Okay? Yet, They want to keep you from hearing the shepherd's voice. My sheep hear my voice, and they will be one flock and one shepherd. Okay, what is that oneness? That's the oneness that you see in John 17. It's not an ecumenical oneness based on, you know, human organizationalism. It's not the world council of whatever. But this is the organic oneness that we have In Christ that was promised to us from the anointing that each one of us has when we experience that new birth From the spirit of the living God when he comes into you, then you are born of God And it says in John, I'm just telling you it says that seed remains in you that living Spirit of God Unites with your spirit and you have a oneness in relationship that is marvelous and anything that violates that is not of god it's the spirit of the antichrist now the flesh lusts and fights with the spirit okay and 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 the the two are contrary the one to the other so there's a part of your being that cannot sin it says because it's born of god what part is that he that is joined to the lord is one spirit okay now, you're not the fourth person of the Godhead. Sorry to disappoint. But you are brought into the fellowship that the Father and the Son have. Again, anything that violates that fellowship is not of God. It's very, very clear. And so, anyway, uh, we had this fellowship the other night and, and uh, with these brethren, and uh, we're participating. And, and I had mentioned the fact, I said, you know, there are certain hills worth dying over. And uh, I said, now, for example, I'm very adamantly post-tribulational. I believe that uh, we're going to be confronting uh, some major stuff here in the end of days, and we're going to bear the testimony of Jesus. You know, after uh, Jesus uh, said to Peter that uh, you're going to be a rock for the building of God's uh, temple and that I'm going to build my ecclesia on this vision of who I am and what I do, my person and work, and then he said, from that day forward, he began to tell the disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem and be uh, basically uh, killed and go to the cross. But on the third day, I would raise from the dead. And Peter said, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. And Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, because you don't uh, savor the things that be of, of God, but the things that be of man. And uh, so there had to be this this realization that uh, uh, the 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 building of his ecclesia involved the cross of Christ, and so uh, Peter realized eventually. He said, "Well, I don't, I don't think I had just this revelation that you were the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and now I'm Satan. How can this be? Right? Well, Satan doesn't like the cross, obviously." right because it's the cross that will defeat him but you can read the whole book of romans from one through 16 chapter and not hear a word about satan when you hear about satan in romans 16 the last chapter satan shows up in what way does satan show up i'm gonna tell you you go to that chapter it's not the running of the credits at the end of a movie and you walk out, you know, greet Aquila and Priscilla There's an in the meets in their home and then greet <coughs> this person and that person uh, it, No, in the middle of all this greeting and meeting and having a great fellowship with one another and by the way Paul's not saying Go over to so-and-so's house and say hi uh, from Paul uh, to that person. No, you Ricky go over to so-and-so's house and you have a, a you know a cup of coffee with this guy and this fellowship with these people, and you guys have fellowship. I encourage everybody in Rome, Jews, Greeks, bond, free, rich, poor, to all go over each other's homes and uh, apartments, wherever you are, and have fellowship one with another. Then in the middle of all that, in the middle of all this meeting and greeting and love and oneness and how wonderful this is, Satan pops up and says, Beware. Beware of them who do what? With smooth talk. Smooth talk, cleverly devised for your entertainment. What do they do? It says, Beware of them that cause divisions among you with this smooth talk and everything. Oh, for they do not uh, do anything but feed their own belly they feed their own bellies and then it says this and the God of peace yeah yeah will bruise will crush Satan under your feet shortly now where did that come from that came from Paul who told the brothers and sisters in Rome which he had never been there before but he knew what was going on I mean the guy was a tent maker and Aquila and Priscilla were living in Rome at that time Said meet with the Ecclesia in their home, and also the fact that he was with them in Corinth for 18 months, probably in a home, working on a bunch of tents, because they were tent makers. And then they had an Ecclesia in Ephesus for almost three years. And so Quill and Priscilla went back to Rome. They had been kicked out by Claudius. And so after about, you know, eight or nine years or whatever, they went back to Rome and cranked up an Ecclesia in their home there too. But there are people out there who are representing faith okay and what do they do they feed their own bellies. they tell you don't go on over there to andronicus's place don't go to the ecclesia in the home of aquila and priscilla don't visit with this brother that's a pentecostal don't go over to that guy because he's a baptist watch out for those labels because they're not calvinists watch out for their these labels because they're not Catholic or watch out for these labels because they're not some form of Protestantism or they're not an evangelical or whatever okay I'm just telling you there are many ways to look at this thing but it's usually a person and it says here's how you deal with it avoid them avoid them. god's people to come into fellowship one with another so i'm telling these brothers how how important this is and that i may disagree with you on on certain issues but a doctrine did not save anyone except as it says in john 2 the doctrine of christ which is he's come in the flesh he has come he was crucified he was raised from the dead the third day and he's coming back the same way he ascended. That is cardinal doctrine, and we've got to stand on that.
4: Okay, okay now. It's gonna ask you. Yeah, so quick, with that. Quick question. So then, yeah. these people that Paul was talking about there in Romans, these yes. these were other brethren. Yes. Okay.
9: Yes, they were their brothers, their sisters. I mean, these they named the name of Christ, and it says clearly. They, they, you know they come in with smooth talking it's really interesting it's deceptive okay uh, you know i just want a fellowship with you but my fellowship is you need to be under my ministry and you need to stay here because it's a, it's like a it's like a fold it's like a pin you don't want to go out there with, you know, with the good shepherd the great shepherd of the sheep i'm your shepherd uh, you need to be under my discipleship ministry. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to be discipled in Christ. No, we do
4: need to be disciples. I agree. Totally. Absolutely.
9: We have, to be, great we have to be equipped, yep. right? Yep, God. But what God. kind of equipping are we giving the saints? That's an issue. And the issue is if we tell them, look, you got to stay under my ministry to the day you die. Well, you know, I want to honor Paul to the day I die. I, I want to honor Ricky. Grief, we've been together for fifty years, but I'm not telling you what you should be doing, and you're not telling no. me what I should be doing. No, aside no. from yeah. follow that anointing yep, that you, you have know, from the Holy One, right?
4: Yep, we we worked together off and on for fifty years, but we've never we've never felt well. We've got it's it's just the two of us and the groups that we're with forever and ever. No, as mm-hmm. the Lord as the Lord flows, that's what we've done.
9: Yes absolutely absolutely and you know what uh it's 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 the spirit of god that that blows like the wind you know now i am not saying that we are not supposed to be built up together in relationship i hope you hear my voice and that is that we should be in fellowship one with another okay and the blood will of christ it says will keep on cleansing us from those sins that keep us away from one another, okay, and truly our fellowship is with the Son and with the Father. So that's how we're fellowshiping with one another. It's glorious. It's wonderful. And so, so these two brothers, I said, well, I'm post-tribulational, and I said, uh, now I, I meet a lot of pre-trib people. Uh, I said, my goodness, my. My sister, who's 83 years old, who, who uh, rallies everybody through the state of Georgia for the Bible reading marathon, every county seat of the 156 or 7 county seats in Georgia, every year on July the 14th, uh, based on uh, 2 Chronicles 7:14, if my people, which are called by my name, will pray and humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal their land. Okay, so they all get a 157th portion of the scripture and, and read the entire Bible at 714 in the morning on July uh, 14th. <laughs> and she organizes all that. Now, she's admittedly pre-trib, but I'm not calling her a heretic, and I hope she's not calling me what I know she's not. <laughs> Doug, I'm dude, going- we're not heretics because we have a different opinion about when the, if there's even a rapture. Doug, Doug,
4: Doug, I've got to go just to a quick break. Hold on. Just hang on. Hang on. You bet. Okay. Hang on. And uh... we're going to go and be right back And welcome back to the last half of the third hour of today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, my guest, Doug Krieger, and The podcast for the programs 1360KHNC.com to the Olive Tree uh, site. During the week, Monday through Friday from 2 to 3, I host the Present Truth program. Podcasts are also on the Present Truth site. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado eight zero five zero two and going to continue with my guest Doug Krieger Doug I was going to ask you also so with the Ecclesia yes so then you're saying that in Rome there was uh, the Christians who were trying to interfere with the anointing of other Christians so then we talked earlier in the week Mm-hmm. So then, with the ecclesia, not in the whole family of God, there right. is a group, a faithful group, and the overcomer group that are the ecclesia.
9: Well, they're actually everybody. Everybody who names the name of Christ,
4: okay, is
9: a member of His ecclesia. Okay, however, what I'm talking about, we can hear from Romans 16 that there apparently. In two places in Romans 16, there is an ecclesia that meets in the home of Aquila and Priscilla, and one other place there. So there is the ecclesia in Rome. He writes the letter to the uh, to the saints in Rome in general, not to any leadership. I hasten to add. Okay, if you look at Romans uh, chapter one, and there's no. Leader mentioned no bishop or anything like. It's just the saints who are in Rome, and he wants to preach the gospel to them. Well, what's the gospel? Well, the gospel is Romans one through eight. You are a wretched sinner all the way to glorification of your body, and that was that. Apparently, I guess that's that's a wrap. Then from Romans nine, we're talking about the olive tree. Your the name of your ministry is olive tree. There's one olive tree, two branches right and then he deals with this issue between the jews and the gentiles okay and then all israel is going to be delivered and he says now based on those mercies where he's included all of us in disobedience that he might have mercy on us all with those mercies present your bodies plural a living a living sacrifice because what We are members one of another of the same body. And don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Okay? So because we now are one in Christ. That's the other side of the gospel. So he says, when I come to Rome, in chapter 15 of Romans 15, he says, when I come to Rome, I'm going to come in anticipation of the blessing of of the gospel of christ of the of the the completion the fullness of the gospel of christ that word fullness means completion now what's the complete gospel the complete gospel is you got saved from your sins through the blood of the lord jesus christ and you've been called into the oneness of his people that's the other side of that coin And we're not preaching that other side. Oh Well, we don't want to touch that. That sounds like an ecumenical movement. No, we are one with your brothers and sisters. Well, I celebrate the Sabbath, and he doesn't. And I'm in this, and this guy's not. It says, let every man be persuaded in his own mind. I know some of my Hebrew roots people, my friends, are going to be very upset with that statement. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't care if you are going to worship on this day or that day now, that's, that's my feeling now I know some of you are very adamant about what day you allegedly worship on and you want to do it as unto the Lord praise God you're into foot washing praise God you're you know you have all of these different practices or praise God you you want to honor the Hebrew festival calendar I mean I actually do okay but I'm saying the thing of it is is that we are called this oneness so that's true at now I believe Ricky that the bride of Christ those who are going to be invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb okay are going to enjoy the kingdom they're going to have an abundant entrance Peter says into the kingdom they're going to be reigning with Christ a thousand years literally Okay, now what about the ones that didn't have enough oil in their lamps? Those are versions, too. But they're told, you better go out and buy your own oil. Well, that doesn't sound like a pleasant experience, because it says there's going to be gnashing of teeth and every kind of... uh, It's going to be a heavy kind of a time. Kind of wailing. A lot of wailing and and, and weeping and gnashing. It's very clear from Timothy. He says this in that little ditty, that kind of a song in Timothy. Chapter 1, he says... Hey, chapter two, it says, you, if you uh, died with him, you're also going to live with him. That's, that's the uh, wonderful uh, salvation you have. You died with Christ and now you're going to live with him. Then it says this, is that if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. Okay, wow, you know, but suffer, come on, I thought this was a better roses, this Christian life. No, no, you're going to suffer with him. You're going to reign with him and then it says this is the third thing it says if you deny him he's going to deny you before the father deny you what deny you the reign. he's going to deny you the rain and then it says this if we are faithless he abides faithful still he cannot deny himself so your salvation is guaranteed so when does the bride make herself fully ready? Okay, you go to the end of the book of Revelation, and you see this bride descending. Now, that bride that's descending, let, let me give an example of this. My son, when we, he got married, we had a, we had a wonderful uh, uh, marriage feast at the, before they were, uh, uh, before they were uh, married, and, and it was the, the night before. and and it was very expensive (laughs) and only certain individuals were invited not everybody was invited only those that were intimately involved with the couple and we had a very secluded uh, thing it was a great party and we really enjoyed uh, and they were at the head of the table and that was our, our marriage supper if you would now then afterwards We had the actual next day wedding and another supper okay so that feast is and and, and again you know this is my particular doctrine because i've looked at this from so many angles and this is what i've determined that they who reign with christ do it on that seventh day of rest that one thousand year rule and reign literally of the kingdom here on the earth and then at the close of that all those who have made themselves ultimately ready and every tear is wiped away from their eyes then the entire uh ecclesia is unveiled now if you go to hebrews chapter 2 and 12 you see
8: the the
9: assembly of the firstborn okay you see the general ecclesia that's that word is used it is cosmic in its in its ramification and it includes the hosts of heaven the angelic host and the ecclesia of the firstborn now i understand that you are born again and god isn't going to take his life from you but you're not going to reign with him but you will be in that ultimate eschaton in the bride but you're going to miss out on the reign well then you say well then i guess i'll miss out it doesn't sound like a pleasant experience and, and you're not obviously bearing the testimony of Jesus. And it's what's in it for me kind of attitude ain't going to make it. And okay, the only those who have suffered with Christ will reign with him also. Okay, and so this is the, this is a, a a teaching on the bride of Christ that is greatly, uh, underemphasized, if you would, in the body of Christ in this day. And so th- these guys that are in Romans 16 who are telling everybody, don't, don't go out there and meet and greet the rest of God's people out there. You're under brother so-and-so's anointing. You're under sister so-and-so's ministry, and you've got to stay there. Uh, you, you're a member of the XYZ church, and don't you forget it. It's uh, you you, sort of like uh, 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 Baptist-born, uh, uh, Baptist-bred, and Baptist-dead. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, fortunately there are a number of Baptists who are coming out of their shells and are, are reaching out to the general body of Christ. That's what I'm talking about and encouraging one another uh, while we still have some daylight here. Now, again, getting back to those uh, brothers who I was talking with about pre-trip and post-trip, I said I'm adamantly post-trip, but I'm not going to uh, die on that hill. However, I think that's a good hill to die on because it bears the testimony of Jesus Christ. Well, These, these two guys said, well, we want to have a special session with you, uh, Mr. Krieger, and uh, we'd like to talk about uh, why you're post-tripping and, and uh, contend with you on this subject. And I said, well, okay, we'll get together and, and we'll contend. But I said, first of all, I, I said, you got to understand there are three prophetic wars at the end of the age. One is called the Oracle or Burden of Damascus, which we're in right now. You can see that in Zechariah chapter 9 in Isaiah 17, uh, 18, 19, right in through there. And you can also see it in Obadiah, the book of Obadiah. And then uh, you also have the Gog Magog twofold uh, 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 conflagration uh, at the end of the age, and we await that. And it's all centered in Israel. Both of these conflicts are very close to, to modern-day Israel. And then thirdly is the Armageddon campaign. It's the end-of-the-age struggle that goes on for nearly a seven-year time frame, culminating in what we commonly call the Battle of Armageddon, <clears throat> which ends up in the Valley of Jehoshaphat outside of Jerusalem, as opposed to the place of Megiddo, so-called. And so this is a the three major prophetic wars. And uh, just to give you an example of this, uh, about the Oracle of Damascus, if everybody that has a Bible would just write this scripture down, Zechariah chapter 9, uh, verses, uh, I think it's uh, 10 and 11 and 12, right in through there. It says, behold, right after the Oracle of Damascus is announced, it says, behold, your king is coming to you he is meek and lowly and riding on a donkey the colt the foal of a donkey the baby donkey okay and um and then of the increase of his kingdom there will be no end it will stretch from shore to shore well that's the first and second coming of christ announced the messiah is the suffering one who comes riding on a donkey and by the way those very verses are quoted in every Gospel. All four Gospels quote those very verses in Zechariah chapter 9. But they forget that before that in the same chapter is the Oracle of Damascus. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that based upon the burden of Damascus is the fact the Messiah is announced right after the Oracle of Damascus his first and second comings. are you with me on this ricky i am okay so you gotta see the burden of damascus introduces the messianic age which is twofold he christ came the first time in john (laughs) uh, chapter one john the baptist on this day said behold the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world and then it says on the next day he saw jesus again and said behold the lamb of God but he didn't say takes away the sin of the world on the next visitation it says he took it away the first time he came on the suffering servant on riding on a donkey but on the next day he comes as the wrath of God and the lamb okay same lamb but he doesn't need to take away the sin he took away the sin the first time he came Now, we understand this oracle. So I'm preaching this thing at a barbecue, believe it or not, underneath a big oak tree at uh, Doug Shear's house. This had to be in, oh my goodness, probably about the year 2004, 2005. But it was about four or five years before the Syrian civil war, which has gone on now for almost 10 years, if not 10, the Syrian civil war which has left most of syria damascus if you would in a heap of ruins you know isaiah says damascus shall become a heap of ruin well when does that ever happen to the extent that the oldest inhabited city on the planet which they advertise and they are is damascus well the center of damascus has not been destroyed but if you go into the vast suburbs Of Damascus it's a wipeout and so I'm preaching this message and saying that Damascus is going to be destroyed according to the Bible these are not my words this is the Bible and it never has been a heap of ruin and it introduces the messianic age okay and so what happened was I was doing this and it was recorded and it went around the country and uh, this gal calls me from Damascus on the phone and says, Why are you doing this? I'm a Christian and I'm living here in Damascus, and you're saying this beautiful city is gonna go up in ruin in flames. And you know what I told her? Run. I, I said <laughs> I said, Honey, if I were you, I'd clear out a Dodge while I had to get going and sell your property and get out of there. Well, she calls back in four years and says, Guess what? My house is a heap of ruin. And I said, you should have got out of there when I told you. And she said, I I said, hey, nobody's throwing rocks at a false prophet named Doug Krieger. But I said, listen, this age is coming to an end. And we need to understand these three prophetic wars. And one of them is called the Oracle of Damascus, which is spoken of in three of the books of the uh, Hebrew Scriptures. And it's going to happen, and it's connected to the Messiah's second coming, as well as his first coming. And we need to get with the program. And so, I mean, look at Aleppo. Look at, look at these cities, these beautiful cities throughout Syria are a heap of ruin. And Damascus is almost completely destroyed. Percentage-wise, it's, it's 60, 70, 80% destroyed. And and, and somebody said the other day, well, uh, what about the center of Damascus? And I said, I would not hesitate that if it says destroyed in a heap of ruin it means the whole thing. And now, now you can conjecture how that could happen. I mean, I've got some bizarre ideas that if Iran gets the bomb, they'll probably try to launch it from Damascus with Hezbollah. And bam, there goes Damascus. Israel's not going to sit by and watch that okay so it's over and that leads us to the god magog war which i believe will be at the beginning of the final week of human history commonly known as the 70th week of daniel now i've done the calendric thing i've done the uh uh you know the 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 dates and man's days shall be six thousand years i had a guy the other day say well it's not possible to have eight billion people on the face of the planet within a six Thousand-year time frame. Mathematically, it's just not possible. I said, "You're talking to a mathematician. That's my trade, right?" And I said, "Look at, you know, I mean, if you had eight and 10, 12 kids and lived, you know, 120 years at the beginning of this thing, you're you're gonna you're going you're gonna have a lot of people on the planet, okay? Seth lived 500 years after. Shim lived 500 years after the flood." By the way, Shim is considered the father of modern China, and then Noah lived 300 years after the flood, and what do you think they were doing, just sitting around? No, they're having kids left and right. And so you you find that the Earth's population can readily have eight billion people, notwithstanding all the diseases and the wars and whatnot and, and all kinds of attrition. Okay, but here we are. There were eight that got off the ark, right? and uh, of noah and now there's eight billion of us so we went from eight to eight billion in the space of about 4500 years and i've done the math and i've looked at the 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 scriptures from the masoretic text the hebrew scriptures which are very much in line with the dead sea scrolls meaning that i would rather go back to the dead sea scrolls and the masoretic text which was basically you know engineered by 1000 a.d and look at that as opposed to the Septuagint version of the Bible, which the New Testament is based upon primarily. But by the way, the writers of the New Testament not only had the Septuagint, which was translated from the Hebrew into the Greek in about 200 BC, but they also had the Hebrew scriptures with them. And they would go back to the Hebrew scriptures if they felt that the Septuagint did not clarify what was being said so yeah they had both the uh, greek koine greek and they had the hebrew so they used both but they did write in koine greek okay and so we have the history and we have the the ages of the uh patriarchs given in the maserotic text the septuagint adds an extra 1600 plus years well, i don't buy that okay and there's there's scholastic reasons why i don't based upon the Masoretic text okay which i believe adheres to the dead sea scrolls and gives us a, a proper accounting of what really was being said by the hebrew prophets by the torah okay by moses who calculated these things and uh so having said that i believe that the 6,000 years allotted man, that both the rabbis and the early church fathers so-called affirmed that man was given six days. Six uh, days is, a day is this a 1,000 years. So we've been given 6,000 years of uh, humanoid history, okay? And that began, I believe, in the year 3975 B.C. And it continues to 2025, a full, 6,000-year time frame. And then the 70th week of Daniel constitutes a period of time unto itself. A seven-year time frame. And then in the year 2033, which just so happens to be 2,000 years after the crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension of Christ, who was crucified, we feel, in 33 AD, not 32 AD. Could be but I think it's 33 A.D. I think the Catholics are correct on the Julian calendar, the first three months into the year 2033. And then it says in Hosea chapter six that there's going to be two days and then there's going to be uh, a revival, a resurrection, and you will rise again on the third day. And so that third day will be in the year 2033 A.D which is 2,000 years, two days from the crucifixion of Christ in 33 AD. And by the way, based on the Julian calendar, there was a Passover in the middle of the week in the year 33 AD. So, will I die on that? Well, that hill is very attractive. And I think, well, all this to say what? No man knows the day or the hour. It, it, that's taken totally out of context. It says in the days of Noah, they did not that they didn't know the day or the hour, they could see the ark was being built, that some kind of form of judgment was coming. Okay, but they could care less. Then it says this, if the master of the house, this is Matthew twenty four, who is the master of the house? Master of the house was guarding, he was the temple guard, guarding the temple, you know, with the treasures inside menorah you know the the ark of the covenant all these things and he was guarding that so that nobody at night would burglarize the temple but it said if the master of the house's guard would have known what time the thief was coming and the thief if you go to revelation 16 jesus says i come as a
4: thief doug doug we're, yes. at the, we're at the end of the hour man
9: Whoa, okay
4: hold on let me let me uh close out the program for today and then i want to visit with you just a little bit more so hang on just a sec amen okay the podcasts are on 1360 khnc.com the podcast section to the olive tree site or the present truth site contact information olive tree ministry p.o box 8 7-2-Longmont, Colorado, 80502. God bless you. God bless you. God's spirit be upon you this week. May you buy oil and begin your 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 great, great time in Christ from this point on. God bless you. I will be back with you next week and we'll continue. Rick Rodriguez, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Talk to you next week.
2: That's WarriorsRevolution.com.
3: Power surges and lightning bolts
9: can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving
3: everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com. And enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running. You're listening no one else to the can. Roar of American made K H N C protection
7: thirteen sixty AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.
1: The following episode of Swamp Fight-